0: Yeah, I just think it's just so easy to not, to worry about everyone else and and opinions and it's it's honestly the biggest waste of time and the sooner I realised that and I kind of really ran with that idea that it's literally none of my business and it's it's irrelevant what everyone else is doing, it, it makes everything else so much easier because you're the focus.
1: Hello and welcome to the Bossing It podcast. This series will be exploring the real-life stories of women on a mission to build big brands and fulfilled lives. Each guest will share the ups and downs of growing their business and get real about the challenges life has thrown their way on the road to success. Each episode will offer a fresh outlook on life and business, and you'll also get to hear the top tips from these amazing founders that will inspire you on your own mission of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Connie Longdon Jefferson, and today I'm joined by Kate Roth, the founder of Wild Source, an organic skincare company that incorporates mindfulness and meditation into their skincare rituals. Kate always had a passion for skincare and launched Wild Source back in 2017, focusing on natural ingredients that make you look and feel amazing. However, when she started to feel overwhelmed by running the business, the stress began to show in her complexion. That's when Kate realised that self-care is more than skin deep and she began to incorporate meditations into her daily skincare routine. Cut to now and not only is Kate's skin amazing, I can attest to that, I saw her on video and she looked incredible, (laughs) but mindful moments are a core pillar of the Wild Source brand, a concept that has seen them soar in popularity and find themselves stocked in iconic locations such as Liberty and Soho House. In this episode we discuss everything from following your gut to letting go of control and the surprising marketing campaign that got Kate's customers excited about the skincare benefits of Breathwork. When we recorded this episode Kate was actually eight months pregnant with her first baby and since we spoke she has given birth to a beautiful baby girl so sending lots of love and congratulations her way. I love talking all things skincare and brand building with Kate, and I'm sure this interview will leave you glowing. Enjoy, Kate. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure.
1: So I'm a huge fan of what you're doing with Wild Source, but for anyone that might not be familiar with the brand or or the products or the story, could you tell us a little bit about um, yeah when it started and, and how it's going?
0: Yeah, sure. So I am the founder of Wild Source. We're a skincare brand that we launched in October of 2017. Um, and we have a real focus on a 360 approach to beauty. So that's pairing skincare with beauty meditations. Um, so yeah, it's kind of where skincare meets meditation and that holistic approach.
1: I know. And we're going to talk a lot more about that later, about that kind of like the collision of those two worlds. But before you started Wild Souls, what, what were you doing? Have you always been in the beauty industry or always had an interest in beauty or was it something that came out of sort of nowhere?
0: Uh, do you know what? I've always loved skincare and I've always loved sort of beauty products in general, beauty, skin, hair. I trained as a hairdresser, um, and then I trained as an aromatherapist, and I spent some time doing reflexology um, and and kind of making products was born out of the aromatherapy course for sure. but It was also a a kind of a personal need for me. I love skincare, but I really struggled to use products and to find products that, A, felt very luxurious and felt really nice to use. um, But B, actually didn't make me break out or have any kind of sort of adverse reactions. I've got... um, pretty bad eczema and and a few different kind of inflammatory skin conditions. So I always had to be very careful with what I did use and I was quite limited. Um, and I started playing around making products myself. It's always in the winter, my skin got particularly bad, which is when you want to kind of layer products and you want to, you're at home more and, and you kind of want to You know, use skincare more. Um, And I really struggled to find brands that resonated with me as a person that looked nice in my bathroom that I wanted to use, but also um, did the job that I wanted them to do. So that's kind of where Wild Source was born, really.
1: I know that there's a lot that goes into creating skincare products. So, what was that process like from kind of going, okay, I've got this idea, I want to do this, to actually creating? creating the brand
0: yeah it took a long time (laughs) it took a lot of planning um a lot of formulations um and kind of sleepless nights and and trying to you know i think when i started wild source um luckily i was quite naive to the process really of what it took to have an idea for a product to then actually launching that product to market and that process Um, and i've said this before but if I'd known what it was like, I would have. It would have scared me too much, and I probably I might not have done it. Um, so I'm kind of in that respect. I'm really glad that I, I, you know, I just kind of went for it um, with this blind naivety in a way, but also kind of determination. I was like, well, you know, whatever it takes, I'll do it, and I'll figure it out on the way. And so it took actually from kind of idea of wild source and And sort of birthing that idea to actually getting the products to market took yeah way over two years to do that. Um, and wow. you know with with skincare um, and products that people are putting on their face, um, there's a lot of testing involved, quite rightly so, and there's a lot of back and forth with formulators and making sure that um, just little things like packaging and, and the amounts of ingredients and also that you can buy, amount of ingredient that you need it's all very well and good making kind of batches of 10 but then can you scale that um and scale it again and scale it again and then figure out the packaging and what needs to be legally there um on in terms of labeling and yeah it's a very um it was a very lengthy process figuring out and understanding what it took to bring a product to market but um yeah an amazing night. really I learned so much and because I did it all by myself I was really kind of in it. Um, Mm. So through every process, I had to be kind of really there. And there was no one telling me, oh, actually, no, you should do it like this, or you should do it like this. Or have you looked at, you know, this brand for packaging? Or have you thought about, you know, this problem that you might run into in terms of like logistically scaling? I really was kind of in it from the very beginning on my own Mm. and therefore learned. Yeah, exactly how to do it and that process. But yeah, it's definitely a journey.
1: I was going to ask you, like, what does that learning look like? Like, where are you learning this stuff? Because, I mean, I think for any anyone who's launching businesses, there's so much learned learn from a business perspective. But then you're also laying that with a really complex product in terms of just, like you said, the testing and all that sort of things. Like, yeah. what, what helped you or who helped you? Because, like you said, you were on your own, you were going for it. But where were you getting all this information yeah. from? <laughs>
0: So a lot of it was trial and error um, in the beginning. But I also spoke to a couple of really, really kind skincare founders that were maybe kind of a year or 18 months into the process. Um, And so they were that was absolutely key. and, And, you know, just for like simple little things like. Oh, this, you know, I can recommend you or email intro you with this graphic designer or this person that I know um, is a freelance formulator. And they can help you even if they're just kind of giving you some tidbits of information. Um, I knew a lot about formulating product anyway. um, And that was kind of my own knowledge that I'd built up over the years. So that side of things I was I was far more clued up on. It was more the kind of business element, the logistics, the packaging, the legalities of labelling. Like I said, um, it was a lot of late night Googling, a lot of favours called in from other founders Um and yeah, a huge amount of love.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's so nice to hear that there were people within the industry supporting you, because I think something that yeah. I can imagine a lot of people in, in various fields, but beauty is such a mammoth industry, right, where you've got these key players that have been around for decades, you know, that are, you know, everywhere you look. How, what gave you the confidence or, you know, to kind of just go for it? Because I think a lot of people, they might have an idea and they start going, okay, but that person's doing that and I'll never, you know, be as big as that brand. And, and then those ideas just, just go away. Was it just something within inside you that you were like, no, I'm going for this? Or was there a moment you realised that you could fill a gap in the market rather than just add to it?
0: Do you know what? I've I, It's kind of a bit of both, but the bottom line is, I think I'm... Yeah. It's none of my business what anyone else is doing. And that's kind of where my standpoint is. You're always, you know, it, particularly in, like you said, a very saturated market like beauty. Um, you can kind of look up to these bigger brands and and um, really admire them. But if you get too bogged down in what they're doing, you're never going to. I'm never going to be an Estee Lauder or a L'Oreal or even a votary or, you know, some of the really luxury, beauty, like beautiful skincare and beauty brands. Um, I can admire them from a distance, but it's none of my business what they're doing and and what products they're bringing out and how they're doing it. And no one is going to, no one will be ever able to A, replicate me or B, replicate my brand and my products. And I think that's the thing that I held on to the most is that there is just one of me uh, and there's one of wild source and what we're doing is entirely different to anyone else because it's me that's doing it so without sounding disrespectful to to anyone else that's you know got a beauty brand it's just really none of my business a your opinion of what we're doing and b the the stuff that you're launching it really doesn't matter i think if you if you get bogged down in the details of what you know sarah or mary or whoever else is doing you'll never get started it's really just about focusing on you you're the priority you're the you're the idea Mm -hmm. um and no one's going to execute it like you so there might be a million questions and a million different reasons for you to potentially not start but until you actually just do it how will you know and also you know don't just I just I don't I just don't worry about what anyone else is doing it's none of my business
1: I mean I love that that's like such a good takeaway already we're like 12 minutes in and we've got the golden nugget of information
0: yeah I just think it's just so easy to not to worry about everyone else and and opinions and it's, it's honestly the biggest waste of time and the sooner I realized that and I kind of really ran with that idea that it's literally none of my business and it's it's irrelevant what everyone else is doing it it makes everything else so much easier because you're the focus and not oh someone else is kind of doing something similar but well they're not because they're not you and you're the one that's doing it and that's what's really 100%
1: and I I do think that in the last decade really like I think consumer habits have changed that I think that before you know the uh, any market, beauty included, would be dominated by some like really key top players. And like, it was really hard to penetrate that. But I guess with the rise of things like social media and, you know, maybe influencer marketing or just, I think people want to invest in, A, I think people want to go, I know this cool brand that no one knows about and let me tell you. And then people, especially women, like we love recommending stuff and just like getting our mates to use the small brand. Yeah, for sure. I think people want to support small businesses. And I think that's like a really fertile ground for like new innovative players to come through and maybe not even like disrupt the industry yeah. completely or challenge those brands. Cause like you said, they're in different lanes. Like it's different, you know, it's fine. Like there's room for everybody, yeah. which is, is amazing.
0: That's it. I think that's the key thing, isn't it? There's, there's so much room. There's a, there's plenty of room for everyone. Um, and yeah, it's, it's also like everyone started somewhere. All of these massive, like billion pound companies started, with an idea from someone that probably thought, oh, this might not work, but I'm just gonna give it a go. And now look at them. So I just think you've gotta be realistic and start somewhere and just get on with it
1: and yeah, do definitely. it. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, in the just nicest way possible. But get on with it. What um, <laughs> was I mean, so so where are we? I'm like losing track of what year we're in now. <laughs> like So this is about sort of four years you've been going. What was the sort of, what was the turning point that you felt you went from like, okay, like this is my, I don't know, like passion that I'm going to go for and like see how it goes. And then, you know, suddenly you were like, oh, wow, people are taking notice. And this is like a really viable business for me.
0: Yeah, it definitely didn't happen overnight. It was a, it was a slow burner. Um, But when we started getting interest from retailers, that was really, kind of a bit of a pivotal moment for me because we started you know in the beginning I started Wild source literally on this table in my old house um, and I was making everything at home and we then moved into a studio and um, I was still doing everything myself um, but yeah it was definitely when we started getting the the retailer interest and we had a couple of press features really randomly I, I knew that um, you know, London is kind of very, like, beauty centric, and that's where all the fancy PR lunches and, you know, all of that kind of stuff happens. But I'm very proudly from Bristol, um, or have lived here for kind of 11, 12 years, and we're a Bristol beauty brand, and it was really important for me that I solidified myself in the market here as a very proud kind of homegrown Bristol brand. So we had a couple of random bits of of press in the beginning of launching Wild Source um, with Bristol press, and it was it was so nice. But then people started wanting us in their little independent shops, and um, it started very organically growing, um, and then. It kind of retailer one came and then number two came and then it was it was picking up and as the retailers were picking up the whole set the websites, the website sales were kind of really taking off as well. Um and I got yeah, I got really busy and I stopped doing I, I have quite a holistic background myself. I do lots of yoga and meditation anyway and kind of everything one by one got put on the back burner because I, I was if I wasn't making product Um, or labelling or kind of doing the manufacturing side, I was like frantically emailing people. And, you know, I think you get into this um, really kind of it's like this exciting whirlwind isn't it you get one retailer and then another one comes and then you're kind of like oh actually maybe i'll do a bit of outreach and i'll get in touch with some retailers and see and maybe i'll contact some press and see how that goes and it's this really exciting momentum that builds and before you realize you're working kind of six or seven days a week and you're doing 10 hour days and you're still not really paying yourself a proper wage um so yeah it 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 built really organically and at a rate that I could manage until it wasn't manageable anymore. You know, it was, I don't think there was any real kind of clear turning point. Um, but we, I had enough money within the business to work with PR. Um, and I worked with a really small um, boutique agency and we put together a press breakfast because, The idea of Wild Source has always been about creating a ritual, a skincare ritual over a routine and really using that moment as an opportunity for self-care. And it's not just, you know, a means to an end, like I've got to take my makeup off or I've got to, you know, hydrate my face somehow. Um, So we've always been about, you know, using that moment as a ritual. Um, But my own skin, as I was scaling the business, went to shit because I was just really stressed um and like I mentioned before I've got quite bad eczema and when that flares up it's mainly on my face and on my hands um and you know it was this vicious cycle of of not really looking kept looking after myself my skin flaring up me feeling immense stress from not only running the business but also mm. having a skincare business and my my own skin not looking great or or, or me you know me kind of looking at my skin and thinking this is I wouldn't buy skincare from this person because her skin's awful (laughs) um it was kind of this this cycle that I kept on fulfilling of stress bad skin um and you know and it just carried on this kind of weird cycle of me not enjoying scaling and Yeah. So I started using my skincare routine as an opportunity for more mindful practice and to really tap into that kind of moment of self-care. And I made a commitment to myself that I was going to do 10 minutes again, each day of meditation when I did my skincare routine. Um, And it really helped my skin. It was kind of a game changer for me in terms of looking at the kind of skin to mind connection and what happens to my skin and how stress really kind of exasperates skin conditions. Um, and that was definitely a moment for me, a light bulb moment, because, you know, from someone that has a relatively holistic background and lifestyle anyway, to then being kind of forced into this, you know, and forced by myself into this kind of business world and scaling of a business, um, it was really interesting to look and to kind of simplify what I was doing with my skincare and just incorporate that ten minutes, and that had more of a profound effect on my skin than any steroid cream that I'd ever been prescribed by the doctor. Or you know, it was yeah, it was a real kind that's of amazing for me. Um, and that's kind of yeah, that's kind of where the the meditations and the kind of mindful aspect of the business was born it was Mm -hmm. again it was out of experience and a need for change that I didn't want to just kind of I think so often we'll have a a skin reaction or a skin skincare complaint and the first thing Mm that we do is reach for something topical um and we're definitely about less is more approach anyway but actually looking at these meditations and what they can do for our skin was yeah was a real a real moment for me Definitely a turning point. It's really interesting, like you said, that it's
1: not that meditation or yoga and those things were, n- were, new, were new to you. But I think it's so common what you just described of, you know, you start this business and, you know, there's like memes all over the Internet. It's like you quit your nine to five and then you work 24 hours a day. Yeah. And I think like that's really common for founders, especially you know the vast majority of us like we we start businesses because we care so much about something so you not only care about the success of the business which obviously you do but you're also kind of doing something you love and and again the old adage of you know do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life it's like no that's rubbish like you'll work more and harder than you've ever worked before but it can have a massive impact on both our mental and physical health yeah and I think your skin is such a good example of those two things like manifesting you know stress coming out in different ways physically and you know for some people they might find them get themselves really sick or their immune system is down but like you said for you stress was really showing it yeah and I think that must be really hard when you're a skin founder you know skincare founder and then you're having to go because yeah you know skin, our bad skin, it does knock our confidence. Like it does, you know, it can take the wind out of our sails. Like, you know, I mean, I had like an ulcer on my lip the other week and I was like, it just changed my whole personality for like a whole week. Cause I was like, I couldn't smile. Like I didn't feel good. Like, and I think skin can have such a massive impact. So I can't imagine how you felt having to go and talk to people about your skincare products whilst being conscious of of a skin condition that you've dealt with for years. That's it.
0: And I think that's the that's it was it's so stressful and I think people can sometimes take for granted um you know the mental side effects of uh you know someone having acne or a breakout or or eczema or psoriasis it's really it can be really debilitating in a lot of respects and I knew the the funny thing is and the kind of interesting takeaway for me from that is that I knew that if I started up my meditation again Um, and my yoga practice that my I I would feel like I had a better handle on the business and I would feel like I could cope better and I you know I don't need to talk about the the, you know, the mental health benefits of meditation. But interesting that it was kind of the vanity side of it. And it was my skin that I was like, oh no, I have to do something about this. Like it's it's really, um, yeah, it's not good. And people can see my skin and how am I supposed to sell product confidently when my own skin is like this? So it was it's kind of interesting and also a bit sad, I guess, for me that I had to uh, get there that way. But I think, you know, the meditation... And looking, I, d- I did a lot of research, and I and I read a lot, and I spoke with some psychodermatologists who wow. are, you know, really looking at that kind of emotional side of skin and skin That's health and that skin-to-mind connection. So, so, what is that like? I mean,
1: I mean, I know obviously it's a massive, massive topic, but yeah, what are the sort of high-level points of why meditation can have a positive impact on our skin?
0: Yeah. So stress in general is kind of the main impact, uh, is is kind of the main, the key thing that impacts our skin. Um, Cortisol being our stress hormone and the kind of fight or flight hormone that our body releases when we, when we feel stressed. Um, And short bursts of cortisol are actually relatively good for us, but it's that long chronic, that long, um, stress that has a really kind of knock on a negative effect on our skin and cortisol basically breaks down our skin barrier. Um, so our skin barrier keeps everything in, it keeps kind of uh, fluids in and all the good stuff in and it also protects our skin from pollution and toxins and outside stuff trying to get in. Um, and when our skin barrier is compromised, we leak water and we leak hydration, but also we are allowing far more to penetrate and to get in and that's when we'll see things like eczema or psoriasis or a breakout or we might um, get really oily t-zone and dry everywhere else and your skin feels kind of out of control to a degree. Um, I think you know, stress affects every single organ in our body, but skin is the organ that we can see and it's the one that we're faced with every day. So I think once we understand what we can do to maintain and and to kind of keep a check on our cortisol levels, we start to see that kind of trickling down and having a positive effect on our skin. Um, And your skin cycle is 30 days but you can see the effects of meditation on your skin after 21 days. Wow. Um, so I think it's really, it's really, really interesting. And that's kind of like very shortened down top line, you know. What yeah, I'm sure you could us. do a
1: whole like TED talk on this because yeah, it's, it's it so interesting.
0: It's I could talk for hours about, this, you know, what cortisol does to our skin, but it's, it's really about looking at um, what we do anyway. Is looking at meditation as an additional skincare product and a yeah. tool, and that's how we've tried to um, we've tried to kind of get that idea out there. Is that we are so quick to buy into the next new product launch and the next new thing that we think is going to save our skin from X, Y, and Z, without really understanding there is a lot that we can do. Um, And there's a lot of positives that can come from actually not putting anything on topically, but also just understanding a little bit more about what's going on on the inside. Mm. And I think we've always been, like I said, that 360 approach, but actually this just takes it a little bit further. Um, And if we can start to um, look at meditation as a skincare tool, like like a roller or a, a gua sha or whatever it is, as an additional skincare step, that's when we really see the difference and I think it just it takes a bit of commitment um and and kind of willpower and and all you've got to do is is make the the time to do it and I yeah. think you know um aside from the the sort of emotional benefits of meditation if you're not doing it for that do it do it for the you know that eternal glow up that we're all seeking <laughs> because it really you know what for whatever reason for whatever you know th- that you come to this place of okay I'm going to give meditation a go whether it's for beauty or or mental health I think once you've made the commitment and you start doing it the result why there's no reason to stop once you see the results because it just trickles into everything um and yeah it's it's an amazing, amazing tool. As we were talking, I was thinking,
1: you know, we talk about self-care so much, like, and I, like you said, we don't, everyone knows benefits of meditation, but it's so rare that you actually hear someone go, oh, I just wanted to feel, you know, I just wanted to start dedicating more time to myself. It's like, we always need a trigger. And for some people, it might be beauty. For some people, it might be, you know, I'm not productive enough at work. So there always seems to be this like gateway that we go, okay, I'll give this a go. Yeah. Um and it might be that might be more of a superficial reason but like you said once you start to see the overall benefits then it's yeah. amazing. Can you just tell me a bit so you know obviously you had your experience with meditation and then you know now that is such a fixture of the wild source brand but what was that kind of integration like because it's it's really interesting how you've done it and the response that you've had from people
0: yeah it was tricky it was hard because I knew so clearly in my head what I wanted to do and how I wanted to execute it but every time I tried to do it it felt clunky and sticky and like it wasn't really landing and and I so again you know it's like it's like before when you ask, you know, what do you do if you've got an idea and you, you know, you don't know what to do with it or you think that it might not work. You just have to keep kind of meditating on it. But also you kind of have to just keep padding it out and trying to figure out what that looks like. And it really it the the first series of meditations. um all, this whole idea as well the, of, of the, you know, the pillar of mindfulness and, and using be- meditation as a beauty tool was pre-COVID. Um, and it then took an additional kind they were another six months late because of COVID and because of, you know, the fact that we couldn't get into a studio and film or, or do it. But actually drafting the meditations and understanding what that looked like. And the, the most important thing for me was that they were um they were used by people right they had to be they had to land and they had to be tangible enough that that they were there was no excuse to not so it took a really long time just figuring out okay if someone is a seasoned meditator and then on the other end of the scale there's someone that has never meditated before and now we're also trying to get them to incorporate it into their beauty routine what does that look like how do I do it how much do I include the product Um, And how much do I make it just about them allowing time for themselves? And it had to, Mm. for me, it always had to come down to, and it had to come back to using the product and incorporating that into your skincare routine because we're a beauty brand at the end of the day. And there are tons and and millions of meditations available everywhere. So they had Mm. to be unique in that respect and bring, bring the focus back to the product. But I also didn't want to be kind of, I didn't want it to come across like I was just trying to sell face oil or trying to sell a mask or, you know, it was, yeah. it was really about, so it was quite a fine balance. And it took a mm. lot of drafting and fine tuning that process. Um, and also, you know, finding someone that understood the skin to mind connection and, um, it's it was a not a new concept but like in this kind of beauty space not many people were talking about it yet and certainly psychodermatology hadn't really had its moment and it was it was you know but actually i i was frustrated on many occasions with the amount of time it took me to get to this place of okay they're ready and and i feel like we can release them into the world but in hindsight. The timing was perfect because it was mid-Covid and we were stressed beyond belief and anxious and at home and needed a source of comfort wherever we could get it and our beauty routines at that period of time, had really taken on this whole new meaning anyway. Um, and our bathrooms were our sanctuary and our spa. And it was yeah. it was really actually so timely that we launched them when we did, because it was at a time where we kind of, as a nation, lost control or felt like we'd lost control of most things. And this was a way of regaining control. Um, And having that kind of safety, the beauty routine was like the safe anchor point in the day. It's like Like, our one constant. I can't control what happens. Yeah, I can't control what I hear on the news today or what happens at work or how stressful working from home may or may not be. But what I do know is at the end of the day, I'm going to run a bath and I'm going to put a face mask on. And that is my moment. And it was really about deepening that ritual. Um, And so they, they went down really well. The initial series of meditations were a real hit and and I they've got a very special place in my heart obviously they're the first it's the first series um but as with most things you know things evolve and brands evolve and I evolved as a a founder and what I wanted out of the meditations and how I saw that um kind of feeding into a really core pillar of the business changed and I wanted people to take them more seriously after a while um because they were always a lovely addition, but the products were kind of first and foremost, and they always will be, but the meditations I wanted to take more of a front seat. Um, Mm. And so we, again, a lot of kind of thinking and meditating on the idea of how we were gonna launch the second series. Um, and we launched a campaign called Not Another Product Launch Mm. Um, and we basically tricked our entire community into thinking we were launching this amazing all new does it all skincare product and it was actually a second series of meditations.
1: I love this story like I think it's such perfect (laughs) marketing but I loved it because like you said you, you were sort of what were you doing you were sort of listing out all these skin benefits of what this new thing would do and people were like lapping it up like couldn't wait for it to yeah. drop and then you're like surprise it's yeah. actually free and it's just it's free. meditation <laughs> yeah
0: that's it and I think we had to things things change and business plans change and ideas change and, and your demographic evolves and you know we had to, I, I'm very aware that I have to keep up with what my customer and what my community Mm. want and the language and the way that we speak to them and the way that we, you know, resonate with our community has changed. Um, And I would be silly to, you know, keep chugging away at the first series of meditations and launch a new series that were identical to the first because it just doesn't, that's just not how it works. Um, And I've, also I've changed as a person since since that first series. So I thought, okay, actually, I really want people to sit up and listen here and I've had a year of the first series of meditations and we've had some amazing feedback and the people that do those meditations love them and um have really the most important thing is people see the benefit and they see it as a skincare product and I want everyone to not just this group of people that have really been invested in us for the last 18 months um and the it came down to having a conversation with a good friend of mine Ria and we were both like Do you know what it's so boring every skincare launch that we see is a, a kind of you know a, a, the same skincare product just with a new outfit on or a new label or you know a t- one new ingredient and it just it was quite um yeah I think beauty is is I'm very, very proud to be a part of this industry. But I think often we're just on this conveyor belt of churning out product launches that are not really that interesting. And also from a sustainability point of view, not necessary and not needed. And it's kind of frustrating a lot of the time. Um, Well, it's not really frustrating. It's just a bit of an eye roll, you know. Mm. It's like, oh, can we not do something better? Um, And so we decided to launch yeah the meditation as a as a skincare product and and talk about it as if we were launching this new um you know wonder product and it was it was so funny the the hype that we got and the the comments and the messages and like I can't wait to just ready to add this to my basket and it's like oh you don't have to pay for it it's free and it's a meditation but it does people love it when that when that when it dropped, like,
1: were people like happy that you duped them? Yeah. Were they like super excited? Because it it feels like such a great move.
0: It was definitely a risky. It's a risky move from a brand that sells products to, you know, basically say actually don't you don't need to buy anything else. Um, You don't need another product. What you need is this free thing that we're literally giving to you um, as a gift. So it was a risky tactic, but I think it's 100% necessary. If you want to make an impact, you have to do things differently um, and think outside the box. And have you seen,
1: you know, whilst it was a free product that you were launching, essentially, have you actually seen an uptick in, you know, selling of the product and and your kind of financial situation? See, it's amazing, isn't it?
0: I mean... Yeah, it is because the thing is, yes, the meditation is free, but you use, it's a face, it's a facial meditation, right? So you use it with a face oil and it doesn't have to be wild source. It's not like you only have access to this free meditation once you've bought something from us. Anyone can use it. Um, but we've seen a huge uptake in people coming and buying face oil so that they can use the meditation. I think, you know, with a with a branded anything whether it's a a free product or or whatever you kind of want to then invest in the rest of the brand if you're investing 10 minutes of your time uh you're you know we've definitely seen that you're more than likely going to buy one of the oils even if it's just a discovery size to get you started and to really kind of um you know just to see how that works for you and if it does work for you and we always say anyway to new customers you know skincare is an investment and we're not we're not the kind of brand that's like, buy the biggest one and buy the most expensive one and also buy this, this, this and this. And it's like, buy Discovery Size. We know that you'll love it and you'll come back. So I'm not like fretting about people, you know, not adding everything to their basket immediately. It's like, just give the brand a try and enjoy it naturally and and let that kind of process for you evolve. Use the meditations, fall in love with the product, which I know that they will, I think you just have to back yourself, don't you? You have to be confident in what you're putting out. Um, But yeah, we've seen it. We've seen a massive uptake in in skincare sales in general. And actually the, the amount of people that have saved that first meditation that we launched and the messages that we get saying that they're going back to it and using it every day is just amazing. If we can get, you know, a few more people meditating and using this particular tape as part of their beauty routine then you know my job is done I'm happy I think it's like it's always
1: so exciting when you hear a founder who has lent into something that like meant a lot to them personally but didn't necessarily make sense on paper from a you know commercial perspective but they're like I'm just gonna go with this because it just really feels right and then because I'm sure there must have been maybe some of your retailers or maybe some of your stakeholders that are kind of like uh okay like not sure how this is going to yeah. go. And when you, you're yeah. like very steely in your resolve, but I really think this is the right thing to do for for the brand and for me. Yeah. And then to then see it pay off, which, you know, I think to get a bit mystical, like, I do think like what you put out into the world, like you get back. And like you do kind of sometimes when things feel easy is actually when they're the most right thing. Do you kind of feel like that's really what has led to the successes? Because you sort of just went all in on something you were passionate about.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm definitely a big believer in kind of the the manifestation process and and allowing things in. Um, But, you know, that's not to say you don't have to do the work. No, you can't just sit in your living room
1: and just like wait for Liberty to call you and say they want to stock your
0: stuff. (laughs) Yeah, you have to do the work and you have to show up for yourself and for that idea. And I think, with something like the meditations um, and and particularly this not another product launch campaign that we did, it was, it felt so right. It get it kind of that like weird excitement, adrenaline rush that you get that whenever anyone said, oh, I don't really get that. And it, we didn't get a lot of feedback like that. We got it more actually with the first series of meditations again, because people don't understand perhaps um a product based brand giving away something for free Mm. that a retailer can't monetize or, you know, but when it feels right and when you know that in your gut, that what you're doing is going to really benefit people and it comes from a really kind of authentic um, place, I don't think it matters Mm. because it, because what you put into it, like you said, is what you get back. And I was very, very clear from the beginning on the outcome and what I wanted out of this and how I saw it unfolding for world source and and that's what we achieved you know and I think you have to just really back yourself and and know that you're gonna have doubts because you're a human being and it's normal and you're gonna have those little you know niggling thoughts it's just how much of your attention you give to those and I think when when you know you know yeah. right like you know if you're doing something a out of a good place and b if you know it's going to really benefit people you can't go too far wrong with providing you're not hurting anyone else in the process if you know that what you're doing is is for the best and it's going to make a really good impact and people are going to enjoy it you just kind of have to do it there's always going to be you're never going to please everyone and there's always going to be people that don't get it or don't understand it but again it's not really your business
1: totally and I think that you're like when as a founder like that's the joy of being a founder is like you get to make those you get to call the shots on like what your brand is about and, and what's going on and I think what you've done with wild source and I think you know with beauty it's so important like people need to buy into an experience as well as just a product you know I think it's really important especially like you said like it's ritual over routine so you you know there's certain brands where it's very stripped back and it's like this is the ingredient go and use it and that's fine and you know for some people that works great but I think for what you're doing which is creating a culture of ritual like it makes total sense from a brand perspective to be doing this and then I think people buy into Being part of your community, and I think like it's, but again, your authenticity has to come through for people to buy into that and want to be part of it. Because, you know, like the beauty space is oversaturated, the wellness space is is very oversaturated and got even more saturated during the pandemic, as as you pointed out. So I think, yeah, it you always have to just like lead with your chest and like be with like completely authentic in what you're doing because people can see through it and then it doesn't translate. Whereas clearly it translated because people felt the heart in it. I guess,
0: yeah. I think that's really key. It's just, you know, making sure that it's coming from a really good place and that you can really back it with everything. I think if you're doing something, particularly as a founder, you don't have the energy to do half-hearted projects because you're so split anyway between making sure this section of your team is okay and these retailers are all right. And, you know, you're spinning so many plates anyway. Don't get me wrong, I definitely have days where I'm like, oh, God, this just doesn't feel (laughs) right. Or maybe I should just be launching loads of skincare or I should be keeping, Or I see a new skincare launch from another brand that I really love. And I'm like, oh, damn, I wish I'd thought of that or I wish I'd done that but you just have to kind of really bring it back to like your own core values what you're doing why you're doing it and remind yourself that the that their a to b is completely different to yours um and so it's a, it's just about staying in your own lane and being really focused as to what it is that you're doing it's really easy particularly with with instagram and and you know just social platforms in general so easy to be like i should have probably done this by now or i should have achieved mm. this or i should be making this much money um really easy to do that and i fall into that you know less often now but i certain that certainly still happens yeah, we all to do. most yeah. people it happens but yeah it's just about kind of clicking yourself back into your own tunnel vision and I'm really
1: interested does I imagine that meditation and mindfulness and all those things like I imagine that helps you do that like helps keep your mindset really you know fresh and positive and focused I suppose like I I mean obviously your skin is beautiful so you can tell that the meditation is working on the skin but how has going back to that part of your life made it easier to run your business and more enjoyable
0: Uh, like a hundred Million percent. If I didn't meditate and I didn't take that time for myself, there would be absolutely no way that Wild Source would be where it is now. Like I, and I know that for a fact. I know that I. It's the tool that I reach for every single day that helps me to stay focused. All of my best ideas come out of meditation all of my light bulb moments and and also kind of deep realizations about myself as a founder, myself as a person and how I'm running my business all come out of meditation. Hmm. I use it, I use it like, but like it's my most used tool every single day, first thing in the morning, probably in the afternoon. If I'm feeling any kind of um, anxiety or if I'm feeling overwhelmed with an idea, I'll do a 10 minute meditation. If I'm feeling, you know, like I'm a bit sticky with something and I need an answer for something, I'll use a meditation. And also meditation doesn't always look like, um, you know, surrounding yourself with candles and sitting with your legs cross-legged. And it doesn't always look like like walking your dog or going outside or having a shower. Like we said the other day, like having a shower and really just having like a mindful shower and just trying to blot out the noise a little bit. Um, and if I didn't meditate, I don't think we'd be in liberty. I don't think we would have had this series of meditations. I don't think we'd have half of the press mentions that we've had. And I don't think we'd have the success that we do. And I certainly wouldn't have the vision for Wild Source. Um, not only that, I wouldn't be able to cope with like balancing a social life and being a person. And also being a founder of of a of a beauty business. It's the I couldn't I just cannot recommend it enough for so many different reasons, so honestly. I know it's it's one of those things, isn't it, that I
1: think as founders, especially with this sort of hustle mentality, like we can sometimes fall into like yeah. get out of bed, like get straight on the laptop, like, you know, I'm gonna work late, you know, whatever those things are. Yeah. And actually, nine times out of ten, when you speak to someone who's enjoyed like sustainable success. They're actually like, oh, it's because I take that extra half an hour to get ready in the morning and, like, do some meditation or, like, do my skincare routine really nicely or, you know, go and read a book for an hour or whatever. It's actually sometimes those moments where taking yourself away from work then means that when you sit down, like, you're, like, turbocharged and you're super focused and that's when the magic happens. But. I think I and I do think interestingly the pandemic has shifted that conversation I think pre-pandemic like the hustle mentality was really central to the kind of founder conversation but I think yeah. the pandemic has just changed everything around work life balance I think people who aren't founders now understand what that's like and I think feel like we're sort yeah. of graduating and evolving out of that that framework especially within the female founder community um so it's always lovely yeah. to hear from people who have like can vouch for that <laughs> be like I'm more successful from taking time for me than I was when I was working 10 12 hours a day
0: yeah 100% and I think you know I think when you see actually the, the how much more productive you can be from taking half an hour or taking a proper lunch break or incorporating mindful practice or meditation it, you don't have to always be the one that's working the hardest you just need to be smart about what you're doing with your time and quite often your those extra three or four hours that I might have squeezed into my day a few years ago I probably get all of that done in half an hour yeah. now because you're not actually that productive at that point anyway so I think it's just yeah it's about I've got very clear boundaries with work now mm. and you know and what that looks like and I have to just because you know circumstances have changed and things things are changing personally for me but also you know within the business I can't um, I can't have you know the eyes on everything that I did when we first started it's just not sustainable and also it's not normal to do that and I don't want to be that kind of boss and I don't want to be that kind of founder that's that kind of I think also a lot can be said for taking a step back and and kind of looking at things um you know from a bird's eye view And when you're very close to the flame and you're really Mm. in it in every single aspect it's often not that productive and when you do take that time to have a bit of space mentally um and look at the sort of bigger picture and the broader goals you're more likely to have a clearer vision and a clearer path as to how to get there and nothing is going to get to you any quicker by grinding yourself down to dust often taking a step back and chilling out a little bit and giving yourself some breathing space allows things ideas people stuff just to come to you in a much more kind of authentic and natural way as if as opposed to kind of like hammering away and Definitely.
1: stuff I, think anyway. I mean we're This podcast will be coming out early next year, but we're recording it in December, which I think is this time where you kind of feel this collective like exhale where everyone's a little less like on it, on it, on it. And everyone's kind of like winding down a bit, which is like my favorite time of year because it's like you don't feel bad (laughs) that we're taking a bit of time off. But what is, you know, as we're kind of going into the new year, I'm sure you like most founders are kind of maybe reflecting on this year and then like looking forward to next year. So what is your sort of vision for wild source next year and like continuing this kind of yeah this evolution that you've been going through over the last sort of 18 months
0: I am happy to have a baby <laughs> Congratulations. You know. um so I am I will be I think I'll mainly be like look, looking like a potato <laughs> on the sofa in January to be honest but uh, yeah, I think for me, in terms of Wild Source and what we're doing, we will continue to launch meditations. We'll continue to. We've got some really exciting new retailers that we're working with next year, um, which I can't reveal yet. But they are, uh, you know, I'm really excited, and they're very cool brands to be working with, and and retail spaces, and re- doing really innovative cool stuff in the beauty space and I'm you know very excited about those partnerships but we'll continue to do what we're doing in terms of um you know our message of of meditation as a beauty product um we'll be launching some new products um we're feeding much more into the kind of wellness and bath and body space because again like I said before I don't want to launch skincare that I don't feel is 100% necessary for people so and we've got our kind of daily essentials and our bathroom heroes, if you like, there. Um, but certainly some new bath and body products and some new guided meditations to use. And we're just going to continue to keep spreading our message and doing doing what it is that we're doing. I'll be taking more of a backseat for about a month, um, but certainly still kind of very much an active founder. I think I, I love my job and I love my work and I... We're at such a pivotal, uh, pivotal point within the business that, of course, I want to have a baby and that's lovely, and I want to enjoy that. But you know, I love working and I love Wild Source, and I, I think that there's a lot more. There's just so much for us to do, and I'm so excited. I feel very kind of energized by work at the moment, um, and really energized by what we're doing and the the kind of community that we're that I'm like feeding off um and that Wild Source is building and it just re- it's yeah it's a really exciting time it's really, really exciting. exciting I just
1: think how great that both you and the business have got to this point now when you're about to become a mom. because I think when you're in that burnout phase like that would have been really really stressful and probably you wouldn't be looking forward to it whereas it sounds yeah, like you're in this sure. beautiful positive place where of course the juggle's going to be hard but you feel like you're ready for the challenge rather than like freaked out by it
0: <laughs> definitely I'm in I'm in probably the best headspace I've been to have a baby so I think yes it's going to be a challenge but you know most things are a learning curve and a challenge and I think like with wild source when I kind of naively went into it in the beginning thinking oh, I'm going to launch 12 products and it's going to it's going to take me a couple of months to do it and I'm going to just be able to you know magic it all up um I am kind of naively going in, how could I go into motherhood knowing when it's my first baby? So I, I have to kind of go in with an open mind and very much with an understanding that there, is, there has to be a kind of um, release of the reins mm. and a lack of, there's going to be a lack of control to some respect but I'm, I'm up for it. I'm up for the
1: challenge. Oh, so exciting. So before I let you go, I just want to do our quick fire top tips. What would be your top tip for a founder who is maybe feeling overwhelmed where they are in their business journey right now?
0: I don't want to repeat myself too much, but take yourself out of that kind of headspace and remove yourself slightly so that you can come up for air and see the a broader perspective. I find that kind of journaling actually and like realigning with your main goals and un- re understanding why am I doing this? What's the purpose? Who am I going to benefit? Um, that can be really, really helpful just because I think you're so in it as a founder. You can get really bogged down by just the tiniest details and they can just completely throw you. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, yeah, just take yourself out of it for a minute and look at the bigger picture.
1: And what would be your top tip for someone who has like got one of those earworm ideas that might not necessarily make sense, but they kind of feel like it's something that they want to explore? What would be like an action step that they could take today to get a step closer to making that a reality?
0: You know what I'm (laughs) going to say? Meditate. I feel like that could have been the answer
1: for every one of these questions.
0: I sound like a broken record. (laughs) Honestly, you could have answered that one for me, but meditate because that is once you silence the the noise around the idea and you actually allow yourself to listen in to what it is and and like ask the question, but also a lot of the time you're asking the question, how what does this look like? How can I execute this? But you're so focused on the question you don't allow the answer or you can't hear the answer a lot of the time. So uh, meditate. <laughs> And and just try to focus on nothing at all. Focus on your breathing, or focus on whatever it is that you can hear that's in in the room, and understand that whatever is whatever is meant for you will come anyway. And it's not going to come any quicker if you keep pounding at it um, and prodding it and and getting frustrated with the process. Part of the creative process of of executing an idea is that kind of padding out anyway and and understanding what that looks like and and everyone gets those ideas and they might not they might not come to fruition for a while like with the meditations they took me ages to get off the ground and didn't feel they felt clunky um for a while but I think once you allow for the answer that's such an airy fairy no I think it's but meditate
1: I think it all makes sense and the third question and I feel like I would know the answer to this one as well, but what would be your top tip for amazing
0: skin? (laughs) Uh, I'm not gonna say I will say meditate, but I'll say that at the end. Definitely for for good skin, less is more. You do not need a ten step skincare routine. A lot of the products that we buy for our skin, our skin does that job on its own without any product, without any interference from us anyway. And Often we kind of use quite harsh products or we can overuse products because we just don't have the education. We don't know what order to use them, or we don't know that we don't really need them, or even we don't know what kind of skin we really have. So we use these products and we buy into this kind of trend, and uh, you just break down your skin barrier, and then you kind of become used to this product and you need it. And actually, if you just use less and understand your skin type, all you need to do really is cleanse cleanse properly wash your pillowcases once a week use a really good moisturizer a really good oil to hydrate your skin and you can't go too far wrong you really don't need a lot um and that is without you know considering anyone that you know has got um an inflammatory skin condition or acne or anything like that obviously that is a very very different story um but the basics are just really key a really good cleanser and a really good hydrating oil or moisturizer and definitely less is more and
1: Mediterranean,
0: <laughs> of course <laughs> kate thank you so much
1: it was i've just loved this conversation how can people find you find wild source you know how can they support what you're doing in the new year
0: yeah, so they can find us on Instagram with Wild Source Skincare. Um, you can buy directly from our website. If you wanted to have a look at our website, we also are stocked in Liberty and Soho House as well. If you want that kind of experiential side of the brand and you're based in London, definitely go to Liberty and have a look. Um, I my Instagram handle is Kate Wild Source, um, and yeah, that's I think that's how yeah, that's how amazing. You thank you
1: so much, Kate.
0: <laughs> thank you. No, thank you for having me. It's been a lovely lovely chat
1: thank you so much for listening to the bossing it podcast if you can spare a couple of seconds we would love it if you could rate review and subscribe wherever you're listening as it'll help other people find us if you want to hang out with us online you can find us on all socials with the handle at found flourish please tweet us get in touch slide into our dms however you'd like to to let us know if you've got any questions about the topics we discuss in this series or to nominate our next amazing guest